Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It is I, Matt Johnson, coming to you with the latest edition of the It Records podcast. It's that time of year again. The leaves are changing, and the cool, crisp air makes you change out of that t-shirt and shorts to a comfortable pair of jeans. For some, it's the beginning of fall. But for others, it's the beginning of hell. This is the most coveted month of the It Records podcast. We worship you, O glorious October, and await the blessed return of All Hallows' Eve. When the dead shall rise, blood shall be shed, and revenge will be had. This is your annual edition of Halloween Horror. Hello. Welcome to Fright Night. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Today is his birthday. I see dead people. It's your dad. for joining us here today it is saturday the 19th of october and it's me matt johnson giving you another rendition of halloween horror and if you don't know what that is uh, i have just been giving you a movie suggestion each and every day throughout the month of october and these are suggestions of films we at the podcast think that you might enjoy uh, during the month of october if you'd like to see a horror movie I mean, you don't watch them as much as us throughout the year. We're watching them almost every week, I feel like, some different type of horror movie. But you're more in the mood to watch them as Halloween approaches. So each day you can come check out the podcast, and we're going to recommend a movie for you to watch, or that you might want to watch, or you've never heard of, which is great as well. That might pique your interest, so you'd want to watch that as Halloween again approaches. So with that kind of setup, that's what Halloween Horror is, and I'm going to give you a film today. On October 19th, Saturday. The film is American Psycho. American Psycho is a 2000 American neo-noir satirical psychological horror film. It's kind of a mouthful there. Um, Neo-noir just means it was the resurgence of film noir, that film style. uh, That was really prevalent in like the 40s and 50s. There was kind of a resurgence of it in the 2000s. Uh, using a lot of the similar techniques, American Psycho falls into that. But it's also a satirical, psychological horror film. That's the subgenre it would fall in. It was a film co-written and directed by Mary Heron that was based on Brett Easton Ellis's 1991 novel of the same name, American Psycho. The film stars Christian Bale. William Defoe, Jared Leto, Josh Lucas, Justin Theroux, Samantha Mathis, and even Reese Witherspoon. There's a lot of people in this film. And for those of you who don't 
know the movie or the book, haven't heard about it. It is about a wealthy New York City investment banking executive named Patrick Bateman. He hides his alternative psychopathic ego from his co-workers and friends as he delves deeper into his violent fantasies. That's the, the basic idea of this movie. Uh, if you've never actually heard of it, American Psycho debuted at the Sundance Film Festival in January of 2000. It was released in April of 2000 uh, nationwide. The film was a financial success and received generally positive reviews, including Roger Ebert. And much of the praise was directed at Bale's performance. And the screenplay itself it has now since developed a cult following. So whether or not you have seen this film, I do believe you know of it. Um, there are just in popular culture, if you know memes at all, um, in this film, I believe it's Patrick Bateman is discussing Huey Lewis in the news, and he really loves their new album, and kind of goes deep into why this is a fantastic album, and he's holding it up before he actually um, commits a murder. People use that in memes today to basically place any album in there of an artist that they like, uh, as Patrick Bateman holds their favorite album. So you've probably seen him. You might have seen the iconic scene where he's in the kind of clear-looking trench coat, raincoat, uh, with the axe uh, standing over the guy on the couch. That is from this film as well. Uh, Kanye West, the music video Love Lockdown, um, was an homage, if you will, of, of that scene I already described. And I, I think really... Um, People kind of refer to Patrick Bateman a lot if you talk about a narcissistic sociopath. I think that name has become synonymous with Patrick Bateman. And to give you kind of an idea of that, really, what the film explores, um, uh, and Mary Heron, uh, she took from the novel, um, is really, she sees Patrick Bateman as a guy who preys on the usual male drives and compulsion, and he just acts them out a little more, so... You touch on a lot of, you know, these serial killer tendencies, psychopathic tendencies, maybe with Patrick Bateman. And the novel is about bloodlust, um, but also male vanity. And I, I think Mary Heron really does a good job of kind of just using those to highlight um, that, yes, Patrick Bateman has all of these male vanities and unusual male drives, but Patrick acts him out just a little more and it pushes him kind of over the edge where the film explores, you know, for instance, it explores really the linkage between the time Bateman spends in the morning lovingly applying his male facial products, the way he yells at people who annoy him, anger him, or simply have the misfortune to be within his field of view. He's a narcissist driven by ego, fueled by greed. Most of his victims are women. Um, but in a pinch, it could be a man. The film regards the male excessive lifestyle with the devotion of a fetish. Uh, there's the infamous scene, not the infamous scene, but the famous scene where a group of businessmen compare their business cards, discussing the wording, paper thickness, finish, engraving, and typefaces. Their sexual insecurity is manifested as card envy, if you will. And so I think the film does a really good job of showing that Patrick Bateman is nothing more than like this narcissistic male sociopath, really, 
that you might see every day in your life in sort of that executive business setting where it then blurs the line well with, well, yes, we see some of these on-screen deaths, but are they real? That's sort of a a theory that floats out there is that, you know, is Patrick Bateman even a serial killer? Is he killing all these people? Or really, is that just in his head um, and kind of maybe a projection of what this man is really capable of? So you see this sort of uh, narcissistic, ego-driven you know, beautiful man who's on top of the world, uh, running these, running his business. Um, but um, the projection is he he could be a stone cold killer. He feels nothing towards anybody else. It's all about his own will and what he wants, and he's fueled by his own desires. Um, so he could be a serial killer. And whether or not he really is, I guess, is depending on what theory you believe. Is he? killing these people or is he just capable of it because of what you see when he's actually interacting with people and I think that's a testament to the film itself um, and I think that was kind of a little bit of a different direction um, than the book uh, it follows the book closely but that interpretation I think can really be um, attributed to the film, the screenplay and the director now just uh, I'll finish off here um, with some insight uh, into the production notes and where you can watch it. Uh, this film was passed around just like the book was forever. Um, it, they wanted it to be made. Uh, producer Edward Pressman purchased the film rights to the novel in 92, so that's you know eight years before the movie was actually released. Originally, there were discussions that David Cronenberg was going to be the director, um, but that fell through and Heron was brought on to direct, and she cast Bale in the lead role. But... Uh, Lionsgate acquired the worldwide distribution rights in 97 and at that point they actually replaced Heron and Bale with Oliver Stone as the director and Leonardo DiCaprio portraying Patrick Bateman so for a short period of time in 97 to 2000 this film was going to be directed by Oliver Stone and Leonardo DiCaprio is going to play Patrick Bateman well what ended up happening is DiCaprio left in favor of the film The Beach and so he dropped out, Stone dropped out, and Heron and Bale are brought back on. And we now have the film that we all know. And we love Christian Bale, or at least I do. And I think most people can agree he was, he's a great actor as Patrick Bateman in this film. And I will leave you with where you can, you can view this film. Um, right now, I know you could probably get it on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Amazon Prime, and Vudu all for rent. Um, you can run an HD and regular standard version, but it is on Netflix right now. So if you have Netflix, you can stream it on there. Um, probably, I'm guessing for the month of October, but maybe it's just been on there for a while. But it is on Netflix, and you can check it out there. But until next time, thank you for joining us. I'm Matt Johnson, and all my listeners.